0: Welcome to me again, week seven, no fix. And this was a week marred by addictions, whether that be addiction to online auctions, or addiction to alcohol, addiction to junk food. They all marred my life this week. And it was also a week that went by super fast, which we've talked about on this show. How much I don't like that, because it's my life and I want to choose how fast I live it. So yeah, I was a week where I... Won a lot of pins, got great news on an interview, and got a graphic design job from hell. And you'll hear all about it on this, Me Again, a self help podcast about helping myself. Hey, everybody, it's me again, and like I theorized last week, it's Sunday. And the energy is low, and I'm kind of depressed. But I do have reasons for it, because before anyone, like, does any speculation, yes, hanging out with my mom was awesome, getting to see Bianca Del Rio was awesome... Uh, the drive up there and drive back were fine, other than the fact that since mom was in the car, I couldn't like vape. So, like, the nicotine cravings got to me quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, the only thing was like during the Bianca show, I got the same thing that I get during most like live shows I see of other performers, which is just me go like looking at the stage and being like, I'll be there one day. I want to be there. I want to be there now. And it's just kind of getting worse and worse of me wanting to perform on, on that stage, on the Lyric Theater stage. You know what I mean? It's a thing that I've always had really badly when it comes to watching live performances, other than wrestling. Wrestling I'm usually pretty good on, but otherwise I'm always just like, I, I want to be there. I want to be doing the thing. I don't want. Them. I like that they're doing their thing, but I want to be doing my thing. But yeah, other than that, it was a pretty awesome day. We drove up, we ate at Red Robin, and uh, then we, (laughs) then we, (laughs) we forgot that it was Sunday, and we forgot that that meant all of the stores we were gonna shop at were gonna be closed. In fact, the restaurant we were gonna go eat at Melt, which is this awesome like, it started as a grilled cheese like food truck that was on the UAB campus, and eventually grew to be this really awesome like restaurant that was it's basically all cheese it's an all cheese restaurant so they have this awesome like it's an egg roll but they fill it with mac and cheese it's really delicious but it was closed, so we couldn't do that we couldn't go out shopping we could not do anything and everywhere we went was super crowded so yeah that wasn't good but otherwise it was really really fun bianco had a very very fun show girl woman is brutal (laughs) She will go... Bianca will go hard on whatever topic she goes on. But for now, let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for? And that is... People forcing help on me. Like, because... Essentially, last night, after I got off with you guys... I was up until four or five in the morning with Ripley. Because that baby would not sleep. The baby would not go to sleep, no matter how hard we tried. So, essentially... I just sat there and was pulling up videos on my phone. So me and her were like watching Bon Appetit test kitchen videos and stuff like that. And then I got to the point where, you know, when your body is asleep, but your mind is still, or it might be the opposite, where your mind is asleep, but your body is still like groaning and zombieing around. That's where I was at, was just groaning and being like, I'm awake, baby, are you okay? And that was until 5 in the morning, and that absolutely sucked. So today, this morning, I kept trying to take care of Ripley, despite the fact that I was on no sleep. And Emily had just, like, grabbed the baby from me and was like, No, you go to bed. <laughs> you go to you go to sleep. You do some rest. My mom and dad are gonna take the kids to church so we can sleep. Please, for the love of God, get some rest. And yeah, that's that helped a lot today, was her just taking care of things for me even though I was trying to be my super stubborn self. So that's what I'm grateful for today is my family forcing help upon me even though I didn't want to take it. And now, what did I do today that's awesome? And that is, I got to show my mom what actual Scotty is like. So that meant that I got to take her to Birmingham and show her around all the bars I go to and all of like the different little Um, a little bit sketchier areas that I go to and mom was just like what this is your this is your deal this is what you like and I'm like yeah that bar over there is awesome I remember doing this here and telling her like all of these amazing stories of things that I've gotten to do as an adult and I feel like that's an important thing because I think there are a lot of people that still have like the I'm a child and you're my parent kind of relationship with their family, even though they're grown ups. And I like for me and my mom to be able to sit down and have an adult conversation, and us be able to talk about all of the fun adulting things that we've done. Uh, Whether that be going to bars like Paramount that are these really cool barcades. Or maybe going to this kind of slightly sketchier bar alley (laughs) in the middle of Birmingham. And it was really neat showing mom like all of these areas that I like to go to. And basically introducing her to a little bit more of my life. Because Mom, mom does not get that side of my life. She gets the editing podcasts and doing all the work side of my life. Now what did I do that wasn't awesome? And that is... I drank, and I know that's it shouldn't be something that's bad, and it wasn't at first. Like, we had to drink it. Um, we, I had this really awesome mojito at uh, Red Robin because our our bartender was awesome. We got one of those super sassy bartenders who's talking crap about the other waitresses. She was amazing, and it would have been fine if it stopped it there, but then we ended up going to the venue, and we got pretty expensive drinks. Uh, The bartender, however, was very generous with my pour of whiskey. It was basically one of those little plastic cups filled to the brim with whiskey and, like, a splash of ginger beer on top of it. But I kept trying to push, and that was the problem. I kept trying to get more alcohol, more alcohol, more alcohol. And luckily, Mom was there to, like I said, stop me (laughs) and help me in that moment. And I'm grateful for, for that now. In the moment, I was being a sassy little baby because... As much as it sucks to say this, and I guess I should should admit this, I do have a problem with alcohol. And that's something that I've never wanted to say, but and I guess it's kind of come through on the show when I talk about booze. Like, I do have a problem with it. And I realized one of the reasons why, we've talked about a few of them, like the fact that it reminds me of Florida and stuff like that. But also, it's because... When I started A Load of BS, the whole idea of it was two friends getting drunk and basically like brainstorming ideas and showing what me and Blake are like when we're pure chaos machines. And that's fine for the show. But that is, I need to keep reminding myself that's a character that I play in the show. It's not really who I am. I'm not like a booze hound, I'm not anything like that. And But that's the problem is the fact that since I built up that character and on the show I introduced, I am Scotty Moore. This is who I am. It ended up seeping into my normal life. And so, therefore, after building this character of someone who loves alcohol and always drinks whiskey and does this, it then seeps into my brain. And it's it's basically me telling that story to myself. It's me telling myself, this is who you are. You like alcohol. You're a drunk and stuff like that. And that's just not who I am. And I'm getting better now at realizing that each show I just portray a character. And it's not really me. With the exception of me again. Although even on me again, I'm a bit more... I am I try to be a little bit more introspective. And I try to be that. I try to not let Chaos Eater Scotty come out. But uh, yeah, it's, it's getting better now. Now that I'm able to separate the BS side away from me and separate the Fight Boys version of Scotty away and realizing that those are just like characters I'm playing that are just like a side of my personality and that's not who defines me. That's helping me a lot when it comes to alcohol because... It, it, you know for a while i was like no that's just who i am i'm the i'm the scottish soul i'm the irish born i'm the one who can drink till the sun comes up and it's it's impressive and it's manly and it's toxic masculinity bs that's just not helping anybody especially myself and so yeah that was the problem today was i drank and i ended up feeling like crap after the fact i feel like i said alcohol is a depressant so it made me feel depressed And, yeah, I don't know. I I feel bad. Now, what did I do today to help myself? And, firstly, small thing. I mean, it's after last week of talking about bad dieting and needing to make things easier on myself, I did help myself by making a nice substitution. Because we went to Red Robin, where they make hamburgers that are literally, like, 3,000 calories a pop, so I decided to make substitutions. So I decided to take off the mayonnaise to get rid of the fat, and also because I don't like mayonnaise. And instead of getting a burger of just, like, this red meat grease machine, I instead got a grilled chicken breast on it. So that's one thing I did to help myself was the fact that I ended up making a better decision when it come to eating. Because I knew there was going to be no winning when it came to Red Robin, but I at least... Stacked the deck a little bit more in my favor, but the main thing I did to help myself was, uh, okay, this one's going to get into something that kind of sucked, but when I went to the Bianca Del Rio show, I expected to find people who would be really on my side, and people who I could become quick friends with and stuff like that, but no... Instead, they almost seemed a little bit judgy. Like, everyone had their own little cliques, and it was just me and the, my mom in the middle of it, and they were all kind of, like, looking and staring. And that's when Anxious Brain kicked on in and was like, they're judging you. I mean, that none of these people like you. They don't want you here. They think you're a freak. They think you don't belong here. Or stuff like that. You know, like, that's just all my brain was telling me. And that's when... To help myself, I just remember these words that I remember telling, I think I told Blake when we were working out one time um, because people would look at us when we worked out because we are we were two tiny boys and everyone else were these big jacked machines. <laughs> and I remember looking at Blake and he was just like, man, I think everyone's judging us over this. And I just looked and was like, you know no one cares, right? And I know that sounds kind of like, to say no one cares about what you're doing, as someone who spends a lot of my time in the public eye, kind of sucks, but also it makes me feel better because that that makes that reminds me of the fact that all of my anxiety I'm having is probably they're having it just as much as I am. You know what I mean? Like all this anxiety of people judging me and stuff like that. That's just me putting my thoughts onto them. I don't know what's going on in their head. I don't know what's going on, and I doubt what they're dealing with has anything to do with me or that they even care enough to worry about the fact that I'm wearing weird comic book leggings, you know? Like I I it was a really calming moment for me was to look and be like, "Oh, they're all they're all looking at me. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh wait. They don't care. They definitely do not care. I am I am of no import to them." I mean, I maybe one day, maybe if this show if this show blow up, and I can pretend like I don't know nobody. Uh, maybe then they'll care. But even then, like, I don't know. I feel like the most negative thoughts we have are from ourselves. It, no one out there could come up with a more negative thing about me than I could. And so that's what I that's what I did to help myself today. Because that's something I had to learn a long time ago. Because in college, my freshman year... I almost starved every single day because it was college, so we rarely went to Walmart to get food or anything like that. And I was absolutely terrified to go to the cafeteria on my own. I was terrified to go eat alone because that was when I was a chunky boy. That was before I lost all my weight, and I'm back to being a chunky boy now. But I don't care anymore. But back then, it really messed with me because I was afraid I would go and like order a cheeseburger or something, and people would look at me and be like... Look at the fat kid sitting alone, eating his cheeseburgers. Ha <laughs> fat kid. And that's actually where me and Blake's relationship began was the fact that Blake would come eat with me. So at that point, I, in my mind, I'm like, ah, they're not going to make fun of me for being a lonely fat kid because I'm eating with somebody. So that means I have friends. So haha, take that. And I remember that was also the year that things were getting bad. So that was the first time I ever went to a therapist. And the therapist just looked at me like, hey, bud, those people probably do not care if you're there eating alone. They do not. They have no concern with what's going on in your life, so you don't need to worry about it. And that helped me a lot because, yeah, I, I straight up would just not eat some days because I was terrified of getting judged by people when I went to, like, the cafeteria alone to eat. And, yeah, it sucked. But for now, I'm at home. I still have gotten little to no sleep. So, I'm about to go inside, take some pills, and just pass out. So, I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again. And I just realized my phone battery is at 4%. So, if I start, you know, if I stop talking in the middle of this, you'll know why. But uh, today was a day. I'm starting to think my theory about, like... Each day of the week, you're gonna feel roughly the same, might be accurate because Ripley is also like that. Like every Monday, I'm now realizing she's gonna be fussy. It's like, it's like been the past couple of Mondays, Ripley's been a lot more fussy than she is on the other days I have her. But I am thinking it might be because she gets to spend all weekend with her mom and then. Suddenly, Mama's not there anymore, so it makes her mentally kind of be like, "Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 Mom! It's it's supposed to be you, you and Mom, not just you. where Where's Mama? Where'd Mama go?" So I'm thinking that might be why she was fussy. I, I don't know, but yeah. Other than that, it was a normal day. Did all the normal stuff. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, at this point, should I even say it? You guys know I did work a lot of it. And that was it. So for now, let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for? What's awesome today? And that is the group of people in the 28-day podcast launch challenge that podcast movement is doing. I talked about it last week a little bit, but I never really said what it was. But essentially, it's a Facebook group of a bunch of people holding each other accountable and each day, Jared, who uh, runs Podcast Movement, he's one of the founders of it, sends us like this little call to action, this little mission, uh, a lot of information about podcasting, most of which I already kind of know. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really supportive group. Like each day, I'll send in a video because I'd much rather talk like this than actually type out my thoughts. And yeah, like today, he wanted us to tell tell what our podcast idea is. And in front of this group of strangers All of whom had pretty tame Podcast ideas I came out with like Space pirates and, and Neil Armstrong It basically went on Like this five minute rant about what my show Was about and I posted it being afraid That they would be like okay, this guy's a little bit crazy, but no, instead, I just got this this amount of love and affection for the idea, and people being like, yeah, no, 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 you have to do your idea, you have to, because I'll listen to it, and that made me really excited, and really excited to work on it, which I think Thursday, I'm gonna get back to writing it, like, I started writing a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't been able to get back into the script, but I hope I'm going to start writing it again soon. And hopefully by the end of this month, you guys will have at least the first episode, if not me, ready to release the whole thing. I don't know. But yeah, the the entire group I'm super grateful for because they're helping out and they're helping inspire me and I'm helping inspire them. And like yesterday, uh, they asked about microphones, so I sent in this video just talking about all the different microphones I've used and my current setup and, like, even the microphone I used to record me again and that I used to record those videos. And I was worried because I'm like, I sound like a teacher. I sound like I'm the one running the class, not one of the students. And I said that in the video, and someone replied going, no, this is the energy we need. We need goofy teacher energy. So that made me feel really good. Now, what did I do today that's awesome? And that is... I started working on social media a lot more. It's one of those things that I've always been rough on when it comes to podcasting. Like, I'm good at making the show. I'm good at recording it. I'm good at editing it. I'm good at putting it out. But I'm bad at telling people that the show exists so I actually downloaded an app I think it's called Crowdfire I think and essentially that is just an app that will show you all of the different posts you make between YouTube and podcasting and all that and then it will give you options to post it to various bits of social media so I'm using it to run the BS social media the DragonCon social media and it's helping a lot because uh, you know it's hard to post something on twitter and then go okay now i gotta go to instagram post it there instead this app just goes oh we'll take care of all that for you you just need to make the post and it'll even show like and this sound, this is also something i'm grateful for it also analyzes my social media and figures out when you guys are more most active and will post at those times as opposed to just posting randomly in the middle of the day whenever i come up with an idea and so yeah and i've already noticed like Fight Boys had a huge increase in listenership. A load of BS did this show has as well, and I think I can owe a lot of that to a Pod Chaser because Pod Chaser I'm super active on, and not many people are on the bandwagon yet. So I feel like being on a new platform that not many people else are is helping, and then also all this social media work is helping a lot. So that's what I did today. Help myself. Now what did I do? to hurt myself? What did I do that wasn't awesome? And I feel like, and this is something I rarely say, I feel like my ego is getting the best of me at work. Because in all honesty, like we we talked last week, oh yeah, I got all the sales and I got all the credits that I needed. That made the ego start running wild. And it's, it's not like I did anything different at work. I just got lucky, you know, like I had better customers. I had people more willing to get the credit cards and that that's how I ended up in the spot I was. But still my ego was like, no, you're amazing. You need to walk around this joint like you own it. And it was fine for the beginning part of the day. But then I kind of took a step back and realized like, okay, look, yeah, it's cool. You did the thing. You saved your job. You did all this amazing stuff. But it was out of, more out of luck. And this also might be negative self-talk as well. I don't know. But it was the fact that I was like, it's mostly more luck because I didn't change anything about the way I sell anything. And I didn't try any harder than I usually do. So, I mean, that does make me feel good to know that what I do works, but also the fact that I got all those sales was just the fact that it was a super busy work month. Like, that's all it was. And yet still my ego is like, when they have that review, you need to bust in there and just put your feet up on the table and start screaming about how amazing you are. And I'm like, okay, ego, you need to calm down because yes, we're awesome, but we're not that awesome. We are not uh, wolf of wall street. Awesome. So yeah, that's what I did today. That wasn't great was the fact that I let my ego run, run too wild. And it already runs wild as it is, so I know when I need to rein it in. And I feel like I needed to rein it in today. Now, how did I help myself today? And today, despite the fact that Ripley was crying, despite the fact that I was having a very rough morning with little to no sleep... I still push through and did my French lessons, and I even got on, uh, well, this was more yesterday, but I got on this app, I think I've talked about it on BS before, called Tandem. And what Tandem is, is it essentially connects you with people who speak the language you're attempting to learn as they attempt to learn your language. So you help them learn, I would help them learn English as they help me learn French. And it's a really cool thing. But yeah, I was grumpy and upset all morning, but despite that, I pushed through. I still worked out. I still meditated. I still did everything, even though it totally sucked. But I chose the suck. I chose? I don't know. I chose the suck I wanted, and it was the suck of helping myself and helping myself get better. And also, I learned how to make Ripley go to sleep. That sounded bad. That sounded like I was like, shake the baby. No, I figured out that because Ripley co-sleeps, she doesn't sleep in her own crib. She likes affection. Like, she likes to be touched. And so she wasn't sleeping, wasn't sleeping, wasn't sleeping. And then all I did was put a hand on her cheek and rocked her back and forth. And just my hand being there, just that one bit of human connection was enough for her to relax, rest, and fall asleep. And that's how I got... An extra two hours of getting to have some me time. So yeah, that's how I helped myself was despite the fact I knew it was going to suck, I did stuff to help myself anyway. Because it's not always going to be roses and candy. It's not always going to be amazing. It's not always going to be, yeah, I'm going to go do yoga. Sometimes it's going to be, oh man, I got to go do yoga. Or, oh man, I got to meditate. Oh man, I got to study French. And today, I just pushed through those feelings and said, yeah, it sucks, but I'm going to do it. And that's how I helped myself today was push past the suck to feel better. And so that's my, my day. I hope you guys have been having a great day as well. Let me know on the Twitter machine, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, it's me again, coming to you live from freezing my asshole. Because it is very cold tonight, and I forgot to bring a jacket. And, yeah, it's not a good feeling. So if you hear my heater just cranking it, that's what it is. It's because I am about to become a Scotty Sickle out here at 1.30 in the morning. Um, But normal day, as always, worked on editing. I I didn't even wake up late. It was just... I don't know if it was depression or what, but it was just so hard for me to move or do anything this morning. Uh, for for A, I didn't want to, and then B, also, for reasons I'll get into later. But yeah, I knew I had to get stuff done. I knew I had a lot of writing to do, but I just couldn't. And it was—you uh, you remember the conversation we've had about, you know, start with the thing that sucks— I had, to, or at least I wanted to make something today, but I had no ideas for it, and I had no, like, inspiration to do it, and instead of doing what I say to do, which is push through, you know, uh, turn on the faucet, let the water flow, and something good will come from it, I just clammed up and couldn't move, couldn't do anything, and eventually canceled the idea entirely, and that sucked. Like, um, so last year for A Load of B.S., We did this whole thing where for like 10 episodes, we did basically parodies of more popular podcasts. So we did an interview podcast, we did a uh, gratitude podcast, uh, a bad movie podcast. Basically, if there was a podcast about it, we did one. And we, we were thinking about every year doing something similar. Where for the entire month of November, we get to pay tribute to some of our favorite shows... Um, post some pilots for new shows we were thinking about adding to the network and we wanted to do a punch up the jam parody but I just could not come up with any I could not punch up the jam so congrats to Miel and Demi for doing something that's very impossible to do because I cannot punch up the jam but for now let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness number one what am I grateful for today y'all I got a mini fridge. That's right. Your boy now has a place in his office to keep things cold. And I've wanted one for a very long time just because, like... my office is at my parents house and so if I ever need to get anything I have to go into the kitchen the problem is we keep all the dogs in the kitchen and they are violent animals when they try when when you open that door they will unleash an army of attacks upon you and it sucks trying to get in there so many days I'll just be like I don't need water I'll be fine and that sucks because you know hydration is important and so i asked my dad like hey can i get a mini fridge for christmas he goes yeah and apparently today someone just offered him a mini fridge one of uh i think it's my cousin offered him a mini fridge and i was like oh that just worked out perfectly so now i've got somewhere in my room to keep water to keep coke zero the official by the way coke zero the official drink of anyone who works in digital media uh, but yeah, keep your Coke Zero. I'm keeping mixers for cocktails. So if I ever get in the mood and want to do something, I can keep stuff in there. And yeah, it's really awesome having a mini fridge. I feel I feel sophisticated. I feel fancy. And I feel like a happy little lad. Now, what did I do today that's awesome? And today, I finally settled on a name for my audio drama. And I had I, had it for a while, but I'd never really realized how great of a name it was at least in the context of the show but the name of the show is going to be called deviant it is a sci-fi space pirate comedy drama um, about basically just a young slacker from the moon marines who gets dishonorably discharged and immediately steals a ship called the valiant which he paints over later to read deviant and that is why it is called deviant but, and it's about his antics as he becomes essentially a space pirate. So I'm writing a space pirate show. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And I came up with the name for the show. I told everybody on the podcast group. They all loved it. And then I sat down and decided to make the album art for it. And I knew I wanted to, I, I, I went through a few different iterations of it. So one idea I had was for it to be the side of the ship. So you would see the side of the Valiant and you would see where like the Valiant part was there and then you would see where he spray painted over it to make it read Deviant. And I I kept that idea a little bit, but um, having to take the AL out of Valiant made all the kerning on the fonts look really weird. And I know no one cares about fonts or graphic design, but this is my show. Um, So I did that and then I thought about making the ship look like real crappy. Like, as if he took it to a shop, and the shop decided to, like, paint flames down the side, and put fuzzy dice in the mirror, and stuff like that. So I thought about doing that, but it just wouldn't... It didn't work well, so instead I decided to have the ship... To have the original concept, which would be, like, this fuselage of the front of his ship, but then I also put some really awesome, like, galaxy stuff at the bottom, floating up. Because... It's a sci-fi podcast set in space. Obviously, I gotta have space in there somewhere, otherwise, no one will know this show is about space. So um, that's what I did today. That was awesome. Was I made a really cool? It might be one of my favorite pieces of album art I've ever done. Not dissing on the Me Again album art, but I definitely made that in like thirty minutes. But I do like I do like the Me Again album art. Um, but now, what I do that's not awesome, and guys. I let my addiction get to me again. So, I have an addictive personality, which means that when I say my addictions get to me, that's more of just a general comment about me as a person, not like, oh, I smoked, oh, I drank, or oh, any of this. It was more just a matter of like, I downloaded Deal Dash and I thought I would be fine. I thought Deal Dash would be no big deal to your boy. And I, I used up all the bids that I got. So I bought bids, which is how that app works, basically. You buy bids and then use those to bid on items. And that's how they make all their money. Because, like, a $100 Nintendo Switch, if it goes for $10 and everyone... And each bid only raises it by a penny. that If it goes for $10, they are making, like, thousands of dollars off a $100 sale. Um, so that's how that app works so I bought my bids and I used them all up and then I didn't win anything and I thought oh well I didn't win anything no big deal and then last night like right before I was going to bed I got an email from deal Dash, and they go hey just so you know since you didn't win anything with your first bids we're going to return them to you so you can reuse those bids and try again and at first I'm like oh that's clever giving them back to me so I'll come back to their app and spend more money Five minutes later, I was on the app spending more money. And I did win some stuff. Like, I got two really fancy gold rings. I got a set of pins. Which, guys, I don't care about pins. But for a glorious, like, 15 minutes this morning, I was in pin heaven. Just like, these pins are amazing. I've done it. And I got some virtual reality stuff. It was me bidding on stuff I don't care about. But I was just... I, I mean, I like to win, and I like winning stuff, so I was like, oh, this is cool, it's like gambling, except instead of money, I get dumb stuff, <laughs> so yeah, I spent, like, all morning on Deal Dash like, trying to get a mattress, which, what's wrong with me, I've got a mattress, I've talked about how much I love my mattress and my bed on this show ad nauseum. But for some reason this morning I was like, it's got memory foam. I gotta keep I gotta I gotta try for it and I was I was supposed to leave my house at eight. I did not leave my house till 11:30. And y'all, <laughs> I know that I, I love the endorphin rush of winning, but I don't enjoy having to catch up on a whole lot of work very, very fast. So yeah, that sucked. And I've only got like 30 bids left, so I'm going to go inside and try to waste all those right now. Now, what did I do today to help myself? And today, okay, so it feels weird after all of the talk about me trying to save my job and save my job and save my job to come on and say the way I helped myself today was I applied for new jobs. And jobs that I actually am good at and would be interested in because I applied to be like a social media content creator for someone. I applied to be a podcast uh, producer for iHeartRadio, which would be amazing if I managed to get that. But yeah, I just went around and kept looking for jobs that interested me and would actually work with my skill set because I realized something and it's something someone told me a long time ago and it's... Don't podcast and don't do this to make money. Which I don't. I don't try to do this to make money. patreon.com slash a load of VS. But no, I don't do this to make money. I do it because I enjoy it and because I love it. But also, that means I would be working at my job that I'm not the biggest fan of for my entire life. And I'm like, I think I need to find a job that makes me happy to supplement this other stuff that makes me happy. Because... There's not a. I mean, I. There's a chance I could make it in podcasting, and that would be amazing if I could make it in podcasting. That's the dream. That's the goal. That's what I've always wanted. But if I don't, I don't want to look back on my life and be like, yeah, but I spent all my days at that job that really like stressed me out every day and made me go insane. And so I decided to go searching for a job that I would actually enjoy and a job that I'd actually be good at. And if anyone listening works for iHeartRadio, put in some good words for your boy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, fingers crossed out there. I hope I get some word back. I know the social media content creators uh, messaged me back. And they said uh, they wanted me to send in basically some social media copy. And I did that. And I'm hoping they like that. I'm crossing my fingers that I get some good responses in the next few days. I'm putting that energy into the universe. But for now, I am at home. And as soon as I pulled into my house, my car finally decided to actually warm up. So, awesome. Thanks, thanks for that, car. But for now, I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again. And we're setting a record today for the latest I've been up to record one of these. Because it is 3.40 a.m. I'm driving up and down the roads... And I'm super exhausted, but yeah, we recorded a load of BS late because Blake is in his show right now, and we didn't get done till like 12.30. Then afterwards, because I get paid tomorrow, I decided to order Emily's Christmas present, and that was a whole ordeal unto itself, so I ended up doing a lot of graphic design work, and I made the back cover to the album, and it was really fun. Because, uh, as I said, I'm making, uh, an album for Emily, including, like, a vinyl record with the playlist I've curated for it, and, like, the back part of it, I had to go in and edit it, and then I wanted it, because, because I wanted it to be a true parody... I had to go in and, like, add fake logos at the bottom and then put in... But uh, I literally copied all the legalese off the original Random Access Memories album and then just replaced all of the company names appropriately. And then uh, also where the... I guess the UPC code would be, I replaced it with a QR code that when you scan it, it connects to a Spotify playlist... That's just the album. So that way, Emily will always have the album with her, even if she's not, you know, even if she doesn't have a record player, which we don't, so I really do need to talk to Mom and Dad about, like, hey, can you get Emily a record player for Christmas? Because we're going to need it. But even when she's away, she can still jam to the playlist, so... That was really cool, and after that, I wrote a few uh, lines in my audio drama, like literally maybe... I I edited some stuff from the first two scenes, and then wrote maybe five lines of dialogue in the second scene, and yeah, I'm super excited to see how it turns out. I'm getting to flesh out the characters a lot more in my mind, because... I don't know, I knew what, like, two of the characters were like, and that that does not an audio drama make, so I had to go in and flesh out a few more characters in my head to help me make them. But for now, let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness, because I already feel the Scotty rambling happening, and I can't let it take over. So first things first, what am I grateful for today? And it's a dumb thing, but... I'm real grateful for the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. (laughs) Like, while I was working on Emily's album, after I had got done listening to the playlist again, I just decided to jam to the Spider-Verse soundtrack again, and I forgot how hard that thing slaps. Because, yes, the movie is an absolute masterpiece. It might be my favorite superhero movie of all time, but that album is so iconic at this point. Like, I don't... I think the last album that really shined and was truly iconic was maybe... That was a soundtrack. Was probably the Suicide Squad soundtrack, which holds a record for being the best... uh, The best movie soundtrack for the worst film. Uh, Because I used to jam to that one all the time, but not as much as Into the Spider-Verse. And I think... Um, My favorite song from it changes regularly, but I think my favorite one today is, um, oh God, what's it called? Uh, What's Up Danger? And That is the scene that is played during the... Actually, hold on. Is it? I was trying to think if that was the one during the uh, iconic Leap of Faith scene. I think it is. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But if it is, yes, because that is the best scene in all of cinema is when when Miles is trying to work up the courage to become Spider-Man and he goes and sees Aunt May and then just jumps off the top of a building as just this amazing song hits and I it's impossible for me not to just get super hyphy when that scene plays like I saw someone on uh twitter put like i can't remember what scene they were referencing but they go how dare anyone say that's the greatest film in all of cinema when this exists and then played that scene and i was at work and as soon as he jumped off that building i just started leaping in the air screaming because of how good that scene is uh so that's what i'm grateful for is a really good soundtrack for a really great film and now what did i do today that's awesome and it sucks because i kind of already told you Which was finalize the album for Emily and also start working on the audio drama. And, um, yeah, it sucks because, well, I guess we can get into the thing I did that wasn't awesome, which is I slept in for a lot longer than I should have. And because my dad volunteered today to come and get Ripley because my insomnia has been really bad for the past couple of days. I feel like it's the only way I can be awake at 345 right now and not just be dead to the world and mumbling into this microphone is because my insomnia has been super bad for the past couple of days. I've I've been up on deal dash bidding on stuff, but I mean, in addition to that, I haven't been tired. So I've just been like... I I don't know. I It's been impossible for me to sleep. So my dad came to get Ripley because he was off work today. And after that, I just passed out and didn't do anything until I think like 3.30, which is 30 minutes before I had to be at work. So that was a fun rush to the bathroom to get everything done and fixed and then dressed up. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I did today that wasn't awesome was I, I felt like I wasted away the day. Because usually during the mornings, that's when I do my French and that's when I do my basically my taking care of me stuff. And instead of doing any of that, I slept, which I know is technically taking care of myself. But man, I wanted to work out and I wanted to meditate because I had been on such a good like hot streak of doing it. But instead, I slept throughout the whole day and then had to work until basically now when I get to go into my house and so yeah it felt like a day wasted And that sucked So that's what I did that wasn't awesome I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I did that was awesome That's not just Because I felt bad bringing the album thing again Because I've already talked about it ad nauseum on the show So I was like yeah I did that And that's that was awesome But I've talked to you guys about that before I've talked to you guys about the audio drama before We did an amazing episode of A Load of BS so That was great Um, So I I don't know. I have no idea what to say right now for what I did. That was awesome. I lived my life. I lived my life. That's what I did. That was awesome. I did all the stuff that I normally do. I didn't really do anything outside of the ordinary. But it was still awesome because I got to get my stuff done. And now finally, what did I do today to help myself? Today, after I woke up from my coma... I kind of sat at the edge of my bed and was like, I'm depressed, at least. Or at least, like, I'm going through my usual depressed symptom thing. And so I... And I think I did this the last time I got depressed. I just sat there and I thought about it and said, like, what did I do differently this week that's causing this to act up as opposed to other weeks? What have I changed? What was the difference? And the only real thing is... A, my I stayed up late to do the deal dash stuff. And it's the dumbest thing is staying up till 3.30 in the morning to bid on a pin. But I did. And that messed up my sleep schedule. So that's one thing is the fact that my sleep schedule is all kinds of wonky right now. So that's definitely adding to the depression. And I feel like also, and I, we've talked about it on this, this week ad nauseum. It's basically the theme of this week. I've been drinking this week, because I'm basically a proximity drinker, which is, um, if it's near me, I'll drink it. Now, I will say if it's a bottle of liquor and I don't have anything to mix it with, I won't usually drink it, but now with the mini fridge, and the fact that I've got Coke Zero in there, and I've got ginger beer in there, now it's super easy for me to just walk over and make a cocktail, and so therefore... I'm a proximity drinker. It's in the house. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to drink. And that's not good. And that's definitely adding to my depressive symptoms. In fact, I believe, uh, not my first therapist, but the second therapist I ever saw, I talked to him about drinking and about me liking drinking and all that. And he goes, with your personality type and who you are, you don't need to drink. You don't need it. Please, for the love of God, if you can stop, stop. And I've always kind of taken that to heart, because one of my favorite quotes about drinking is from an H2O song, which uh, their lead singer is Toby Morris. He's straight edge. He doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, do anything. And my favorite quote is the beginning. I can't remember what song it is, but they're talking about Toby not drinking. And uh, they go, Toby doesn't need to drink because Toby's already crazy. (laughs) And I love that because that's how I feel about myself a lot. Like I had numerous times in college where I didn't do anything where I would tell people like, yeah, I don't smoke weed. And they would be like laugh at me like, no, you definitely do. Or like, I don't drink. And they're like, mm, no, I'm fairly sure you do. I've been at parties with you. And I'm like, no, that's just my personality type. And it sucks that now I'm in a place where I feel like I have to drink to get to that place when I know I don't. I know that now basically it's almost like I'm when I drink and I tell jokes and I try to be entertaining, it's like a machine gun. I'm going to fire out a lot of stuff and a majority of it will hit, some of it won't. But when I'm not drunk and having to be entertaining, I'm like a sniper, which is I just sit and wait, wait for that one moment, that one perfect moment to fire and land the joke. And, I mean, I am a headshot general. <laughs> like, I can take out people easily when I'm not drunk because it's just – it's a lot more focused and it's a lot more concentrated. It's not just, like, a random spray where, you know, out of, like, ten jokes or ten is five will hit. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't know. It's – It's weird being depressed and not knowing exactly why. So I do like sitting down and having these introspective moments of trying to figure out why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and what I can do to stop it. That's the only problem right now is I don't know what to do to stop this. Because now that the sleep schedule is messed up, that's like a whole ordeal to make that get fixed. I don't want to do the old college thing of like, I've stayed up till four in the morning studying, my class is at six... I better stay awake. (laughs) I better stay awake or else I'll miss that class. Instead of trying to get in like that two hours of sleep. You know what I mean? So yeah, the sleep schedule thing sucks. And that's the bad thing about mental health is it's a progressive journey. And there will be slip ups and there will be things that affect you and that take you back. And things that will move you forward. And in this moment, I know I'm depressed and I know things suck right now. And I want to insta fix. And that's not how this works. That's not how mental health works. There are no insta fixes for this. You have to just trust the process and trust that what you're doing is helping. Even if you're in these depressive moods. And that's what I have to keep telling myself is the fact that like, yeah, I'm going to go back to meditation and I'm going to do that because I need that right now. It's not not help right now, but like next week and then the week after that is a snowball effect. It just keeps getting better and better and better and better and better. And uh, I'll be honest. I love that as a person, and I love that as like, a, oh yeah, it's gonna get better, and my life will be so much more amazing. As a content creator, it sucks, because I'm like, oh no, what happens when I get to a point where I'm just feeling awesome all the time? What will I do for my self-help podcast if I've helped myself as much as I can? Um, but at that point, I'll probably get around to start helping you guys. I don't know. You uh, That's probably overstepping my bounds but for now, I'm at home I've been rambling too much love you, (laughs) I'm gonna go inside and get some rest and I will see you guys uh, tomorrow hey everybody, it's me again and it's really weird that it's currently 1 14 and my literal thought process as I was getting into my car is wow it's real early <laughs> I'm getting home in an early normal time <laughs> that's amazing like, I, I'm in a state, and it's only this week, so it wasn't like last week or anything, but I am in the same state that I was in when I lived in Florida, which is, when I was in Florida, I would be up until like 5, 5.30 in the morning, I'd go out on like the front porch, smoke a cigarette in like a kimono or something, watch the sunrise, go back in and then fall asleep and then go to work at like six, 5 or 6 at night. And that's where I feel like right now is I feel like, man, it's only 1 a, It's only one a.m. Man, it's so early. There's so much more of the day left. So, yeah, it's a really bizarre feeling. Um, but day happened. I, of course, I definitely slept in. Does that surprise y'all? I was up until like 4 o'clock yesterday. Does not surprise me. In fact, when I got home, like I said, Emily was getting up and getting ready for work. So I got to enjoy some time with her at four in the morning before I went to bed yesterday and then slept until noon. But I got home. I did a lot of really good work, like more than my usual just editing and getting stuff done thing. Like I was able to work on like new and unique projects and new graphic design ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a really good morning. Work was fine. I mean, it was a really slow work day. So that's whatever. And then I got home and then worked until one as per usual. Um, So let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. There's nothing else I really want to talk about today. Uh, So number one, what am I grateful for? Today, I'm grateful for Twitter. Because Twitter has made connections for me that I don't think I could have made anywhere else. Because in public i am a very shy boy and i'm afraid to approach people if i think like they're famous or stuff like that like the first time i met uh brian brushwood and Jerry, the night attack guys i was so nervous i was like oh my god it's them <laughs> and everyone wound around me and then it slowly evolved to become oh it's them <laughs> like, that's where it is now with me with those guys that's how close we are So, yeah, Twitter for me has become my tool of like meeting people and interacting with them. So, for instance, Uh, developmentally unstable, which is one of the Fight Boy shows we do, I want to start having guests on. So now I'm getting on Twitter every day and messaging people like, hey, would you mind doing this? Would you like doing this? And stuff like that. And it's really cool, because I would have had no idea how to make those connections outside of Twitter. Like, some of them are like, why are you DMing me? Just email me. But I'm like, "I, I don't know where email is. I don't know how to do good email. So, yeah, Twitter's fantastic. It makes me... Like, one time... Me and former WWE NXT Tag Team Champion Simon Gotch just talked about The Simpsons for like tw- like easily five hours on Twitter. It's fantastic. It connects you to people who you never thought you would ever be able to connect to or talked to. And yeah, Twitter's amazing for that. That's also why anytime I'm like, hey, talk to me on Twitter... That's why. I'm like, that is my main source of connecting with people and communicating with them. At Scotty Mo on Twitter, as always. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Now, what was awesome today? What did I do that was great? I finished the script for the first episode of my audio drama. And it was a struggle. I Like I said a couple of days ago, I, I had started it before. And I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go with it, what kind of tone I wanted and it was really interesting watching it evolve and grow from like this silly comedy show I wanted to do to having like serious moments of there's, there's a moment in the first episode where the character is literally getting dishonorably discharged from the moon Marines or space Marines. I don't say moon Marines. That's a BS thing. Um, but the character, I was going to have him just be like this drunk belligerent jerk throughout the whole thing. But instead, it kind of grew into him having, like, this emotional breakdown of, like, no, this is my job, this is me, this is everything I am, and him freaking out about it and having, like, some really serious emotional moments. And that was something I never thought would happen during this show, but it was really great seeing it grow and evolve as I wrote it, and it's definitely going to inform my decisions going forward with it. So, yeah, that's what I did today that was awesome was I finally finished the script, for the first episode of my new show and hopefully every week I'll be a, I, I'm, I'm out of practice when it comes to writing but hopefully I'll get to a point where I can crank out like an episode of week like I used to when I wrote the Quizzle Court books I literally would write a chapter a day which was like one uh, 2,000 words I think so I would I would crank through quite a bit throughout a week so by the end of the week I would easily have like Maybe a fifth, maybe a seventh, somewhere around there, I don't know math, uh, of the book done. And I want to be able to do that with Deviant. I want to be able to make Deviant ease more easily written out thing. So that's what I did that was awesome. What did I do that's not awesome? And y'all, it's another one of the dumb things I did that's not awesome. But I judged somebody's font choice. <laughs> I know, it's super ridiculous, but I got commissioned by someone. I had done some graphic design work for them, I think, earlier this year. It might have been last year. And they said, it's really simple. All I want is plain text. I want this and then this over it. And in me being a graphic designer, I was instantly like, dude, you could do this in MS Paint. I don't know why you're trying to hire me for this. But I I was like, I'm not going to say no to the money. And so they sent me the text. They sent me what they wanted the font to be. And y'all, they wanted Arial font. The most basic ass font of all. The pumpkin spice latte of fonts it is. And I was just like, I, I even said it to him like, hey, can I find a different font? Because that font sucks. And not that it sucks, Arial is a fine font. But at the end of the day, It's the most... It's like a Comic Sans. It's one that everyone uses. You don't want to be doing that. And so I ended up adjusting things a little bit and adding a few graphic design tweaks here and there because... Guys, I couldn't, in all honesty, as a graphic designer, submit just a line of text with a line of text below it. I did something, it was really simple. I think I just did like an inverted, like a. Instead of doing all black text on white, I made like a little square of white, and then inverted it to be, uh, like, white text on a black background, and the rest of it. it. It's hard to explain. I'm sorry. It's hard to explain graphic design through an audio medium. But, yeah, that's what I did today that wasn't awesome, was I let my own bias and my own prejudices against certain fonts affect my relationship with a client. And so, yeah, sorry to the client. I'm sorry that I judged you so hard for choosing Ariel, but, but come on, <laughs> you you know what you were doing. And now finally, what did I do today to help myself? And it goes back to writing the first episode of Deviant. I, I, it. Each episode's going to be broken down into about five separate scenes. I'm thinking like that. That's how I'm doing it in my mind. And I had at least three times while writing it where I would start a scene. I would have like first two lines of dialogue. And I would freeze up because I would just say, I have no idea where this is going. I don't know what I want to do with this scene. I don't know what's going to happen. And that could have froze me up and it could have caused me to panic and just say, like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just not going to write it. I'm going to go off and think about it. But as we've stated before. The water will not flow if the faucet's not not running. So I just said, okay, well, I know what this line of dialogue needs to be. So obviously this person would reply like this and this person would reply like that. And that's how I grew the scene was I just, instead of trying to focus on, like, what would be the most intelligent thing to have in this scene, I just said, like, okay, how would this character react to this? How would this character then react to that? And instead of it being me forcing a story, it was me building a bunch of reactionary moments. And I feel like that's going to help the story a lot because it's going to... It's a more logical and honest way of writing scripts and writing dialogue because... When you're talking to somebody, unless you're me and like to plan things out, you don't really plan what comes next. It's very reactionary. It's you listen to what they say and then you react to it. And so that's how I wrote the dialogue was I just said – okay, this person says that, I mean, it was, it made it so much easier and it allowed all of these more natural moments to evolve that turned out a lot more beautifully. And honestly, I feel like this is not just a good writing thing. This is a good thing for life. I feel like a lot of times people freeze up. Because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen if they, they decide to go talk to their boss about a raise. Or they don't know what's going to happen if they decide to work on their next novel. And that causes them to freeze up because they don't know what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen with anything, in all honesty. We can assume, we can use previous experience to think we know, but at the end of the day, we don't know. So really, that's the lesson that I learned from this, is like... Just do it. And I know that's the cliche like Nike thing, but like you're not going to know until you do it. So just do it. Get it over with. If it turns out well, it turns out well. If it turns out bad, it's okay. You'll get over it and move on. So that's kind of what I learned today was even if you don't know, even if you have no idea, even as you look into that deep, dark, black ether of the future and have no idea what's going to be there, just do it. Just go through with it. And in all likelihood, as long as you give it 100% your best shot, it'll more than likely turn out okay. Just like the script, I fell in love with it. And I know I'm not like most people because most people go through those stages of I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Meanwhile, everything I write, I'm like, this is amazing and nothing's wrong with it. And if anybody tells me something's wrong with it, I'm instantly like, you're wrong. Because I'm very bad about taking criticism. You've got to be very kind to me with your criticism or else I will not take it. Um, So, yeah, that's what I did today. That was awesome. I had a really great day. Um, So now I'm going to go inside, take some meds, and... Guys, I'm probably gonna get back on Deal Dash. I As soon as I'm out of bids I'm gonna delete that damn app Because it is taking over my life And I just, I can't do it Because I can't waste money, but Deal Dash, It's just, I need more pins <laughs> And I will see you guys Tomorrow Hey everybody, it's me again Today was just a freight train bullet of a day, and I feel like it's because of how I woke up. I woke up rushed, and so therefore that was the energy that took me throughout the rest of the day. I didn't wake up calm and relaxed and stretched out and just went and, and had a calming bath to start the day. No, instead I woke up in a panic because I woke up late. Big surprise there, and then had to rush home, upload Fight Boys, and then immediately go to work. And then as soon as I got back home from work, I immediately started working again. So basically, I woke up, and I and now I'm here. It was a fast day. It was a very fast day. And today wasn't one of those fast days that I'm like, oh, this is cool. Today's one of those days that I'm like, it shouldn't have went by this fast. It sucks. But um, yeah, it's now 3 in the morning, and I'm tired. So we're just going to get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for today? And we already talked yesterday about how passionately I feel about this, but y'all fonts are so good. Um, so, a little spoiler alert for what I did that's awesome today. I made, uh, I started work on the posters that I'm making for my parents for uh, Christmas. So, I did the Beetlejuice poster with me, my mom and dad is Beetlejuice, and then the. Not the Deetses. The Deetses aren't uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Whatever their names are. So that one turned out really well. Um, I made some changes to the one where Ripley is Pennywise to make it look more like a genuine movie poster. And then I also edited Emily's face onto Mia Wallace and made this really awesome Pulp Fiction parody poster. But yeah... As I was making it, I realized, like, I don't think I've ever made a parody of something or was inspired by something else where I couldn't find a font for it online. There's a font for every occasion, for everything. You got to get specific when you're looking for a font because you may think this font's all right, but I guarantee there's one out there that's perfect for you. And yeah, fonts... I'm just grateful for them, man. They're super cool. They make letters look different, and they change the entire vibe of something. Like, I remember one time I was was making a shirt for a load of BS, and I had no idea what the idea was going to be. I was just like, I want it to where it's like my face on one side, Blake's on the other, like half and half, but I don't know what the theme of it's going to be. And then I found a font that reminded me of Game of Thrones. So I just did a Game of Thrones-inspired shirt based off of that very idea. So, yeah, fonts are amazing. Fonts can open you up to a whole new world of graphic design you've never seen before. But yeah, that's what I'm grateful for today. We already talked about what I did that was awesome. And in addition to that, I also started casting for Valiant. For, or, I keep calling it Valiant, but it's called Deviant. Uh, I should call it like Deviant, Deviant X Valiant because I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. The reason why it's called Deviant is because he steals a ship called the Valiant, paints over it to read Deviant. So I'm going to keep calling it Valiant, even though it's deviant. Uh, I started casting for it. So I messaged my friend Josh, who's a voice actor, his wife Chandler. Uh, Blake's hopefully going to be in it as well. So, yeah, that's another thing that I did that was really great, was the fact that I started casting, which I never thought I would do. Like, I originally was going at this from a very selfish perspective of, like, wouldn't this be amazing if this was the first ever audio drama that was all done by one man? And I'm like... No, I'm good. I don't want to do all that work, and it, I'd rather it come out good without a silly gimmick behind it than come out crappy with a great gimmick behind it. You know, so those are the two things that I did that's awesome. And today, y'all, what I did that wasn't awesome it was like a it was like a greatest hits. You remember a couple of weeks ago where everything I did that was awesome was a greatest hits? Today was a greatest hits of things that I did that wasn't awesome. I forgot to eat again. I woke up super late. Like, today I woke up at 1 a.m. Or 1 a.m., 1 p.m. Like, I slept for a very, very long time. I rushed, so that meant I didn't do my French or meditation or any of my good morning stuff. Um, Let's see. I didn't drink. I will say, I did not drink. So, that's one thing that I didn't do. Mostly because I knew I hadn't eat, and it would absolutely ruin me if I drank. Um, Also, ate fast food again. But, to be honest, it's because it was 2.30 in the morning, and we have no food at our house, so I was like, I'll just go and get Taco Bell. I will say, one thing I did to help myself today was (laughs) I did not order as much garbage as I usually order from Taco Bell. I slimmed it down. I slimmed down my usual order, which also took, like two cents off of it, like, them Taco Bell prices, y'all, it's insane, but, yeah, that's, that was my day, it was, and I will say, this is one thing, I did a lot of things that weren't awesome, but, it didn't ruin the day, like, I still enjoyed the day, I still had a fairly good day, I mean, it was fast. I didn't like that. But, like, it didn't ruin my day to a point of me, like, curling into a ball super depressed. So I will say, sometimes you'll have days where you just end up doing a lot of not awesome things back and back and back and back. And, you know, that doesn't mean it'll ruin your day. Sometimes you do all that and you still have a good day out of it. Sometimes you do all of your good stuff and you end up with a bad day out of it. You can never predict how you're going to act. You can only try to anticipate and work towards having good days. Um, now, finally, what did I do today to help myself? And, like I said, A, I did not order a, uh, uh, an amount of food at Taco Bell that could kill a horse. Uh, And also, I set up my first, I think I might have had one or two in college, but my first ever watch party for an AEW pay-per-view. So we did one at Dragon Con, but now that we're back in Oxford, I called all my friends I know that love wrestling, I called my dad, Emily's gonna go, and we're all gonna hang out tomorrow after I get off work and just watch the next pay-per-view. It's gonna be fantastic. The build-up to it has been amazing. Even if you don't like love wrestling, I'd recommend going back and watching the uh, interview that Cody Rhodes did right before it on AEW. Because, my God, that was probably the best promo I've ever heard in many, many years in the world of pro wrestling. And then Jericho, his opponent fired back with an amazing thing of his own that was essentially making fun of Cody for all of the video packages he's put out. So check that out and just get back to me on if you're interested in wrestling or not because I am super hyped for this pay-per-view. And I'm I'm sorry, guys. I just love AEW. I really do because, like, I, I don't... I think I've talked about it a little bit, but Fight Boys used to almost be an arduous task to record because it would be all of us coming in like... Ah, uh, yeah, WWE did this dumb thing again. Oh, no, Vince McMahon's made this horrible decision. Oh, yeah, they signed another deal with Saudi Arabia. But now with AEW, we come in, like, energized and ready to talk and excited about all the amazing things that are happening in wrestling right now. And I think AEW definitely started that fire. So I, I will always love AEW. But, yeah, that's how I helped myself today, was I set up a hang sesh with some of my best friends. and. We'll see how that turns out tomorrow. But for now, I'm going to go inside and go to sleep because I have to be at work in, let's see, seven hours. Actually, less than seven hours. So I can only pray I don't sleep through my alarm. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again. And I... And I am somehow hungover despite the fact that I have not gone to sleep yet. Because I woke up, I had a sore throat, and basically everything up in my sinus cavities were messed up. And then we had our watch party for AEW's full gear. It went amazing. Afterwards, my dad told me that we're going to go to AEW next week, so we're going to Nashville on Wednesday. It's going to be amazing. And also, if there's not a Wednesday segment next week, that's why. It's because... I was having to drive back from Nashville And that is one hell of a drive I'll just let you guys know that right now And yeah I feel hungover because like I drank during the watch party And then I drank a little bit afterwards And then I hung out and I did a stream With one of our patrons, Gazi, For a while until like literally One in the morning And it was long enough for me to sober up And then it was also long enough for me To start feeling the effects of a hangover So like my head started hurting My stomach started hurting and all in all, I just feel kind of crappy. I know, it sucks. But yeah, the, today was another one of those just run-and-gun days. I, I went to work at 10 after barely getting any sleep. And then after I got off, immediately went to the watch party, immediately got done with that, and then hopped on the stream. And then that stream went till 1. So I went for, let's see, 9, 9 to, nine to 3, 9 to I went str- for a straight like 16 hours today. And that's not a fun feeling, and it's probably another thing adding to why I feel like complete and utter crap right now. So right now, let's, let's bring in some gratitude. Let's bring in some greatness. Let's bring in some awesomeness with the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for today? And today, I'm grateful for pro wrestling because pro wrestling is the most beautifully multi-layered thing of all time because pro wrestlers are smart a lot of people think they're just like oh they fight and whatever but there are like super intelligent pro wrestlers and they put a lot of thought into their stories so yes there is always going to be the story of oh there are two guys and they want to fight but also there are like these multi-layered stories going on behind the scenes and i'm not talking about the stuff of like you're cheating on me with my best friend how dare you what are you doing because that stuff still does happen and it sucks, and it's the worst. But they're also, like, in AEW tonight, um, one of the worst guys in AEW. Not not actually the worst, but just an amazing bad guy they've got named MJF. Finally turned on Cody Rhodes, who is probably the biggest good guy they have in the company. And everyone online was like, why would he turn on him? Why would they do it now? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I had to basically go to all of those tweets and say, no, you don't understand. Cody was losing that match a hundred percent. And so MJF threw in the towel for him because he saw a guy that he thought he could manipulate to get up higher on the pro wrestling card and to get more fame and to get more money. He saw that guy getting embarrassed and beaten down. And so for that reason, he turned on him in that moment. It was not a moment of like, it, it wasn't a preconceived thing. It was a moment of seeing a guy who he considered a mentor getting destroyed and he got immediately desensitized to who he thought he was and it broke him down and he turned on him and being able to analyze pro wrestling to that amazing point like cody let's talk about him i'm not for a long time but for a while i called him basically the Macbeth of pro wrestling because yes he was a super good guy but he surrounded himself with like lady Macbeths, people who would be like well the only way you'll be able to do this is if you use a steel chair or basically trying to convince him to use evil ways to get him what he wants and i thought that was the most enthralling thing of all time and mjf was one of those lady Macbeths. and uh yeah pro wrestling it's a lot smarter than you think give it a chance if you have it if the six episodes of this show of me gushing about it hasn't already gotten you to so now what did i do today that's awesome and today It's more of an achievement rather than something I actually did, but a couple of weeks ago, it might have been last week, I told you guys I applied for a job as a social media manager with a company based in Atlanta, and apparently they ended up getting like, I think they said 180 applications. And your boy made it to the final. I am in the finals. I am in their last pick for whoever they want to hire for this position. So all of you guys out there, send me all the love you can. Because by the time this goes up, I think I will have submitted my last interview to them. And God, I just need that job so bad, guys. I think it would be amazing. I'd help them so much just with all the stuff I've learned about podcasting for so many years. And they'd help me because... I'd be able to work from home, and I'd be able to spend a lot more time with my family as opposed to spending time with Dillard's, and I'm just, I'm willing it into existence right now. By this time next month, I will be at home with no job other than my, other than a job in podcasting. I will be exclusively podcast-based by next month. I'm willing it into existence. I'm speaking it into the universe just because I need it so bad, y'all. I do. I seriously do. And now, what did I do today that's not awesome? And, I mean, yeah, like I said, I drank, so that's one bad thing. I ate a lot of pizza, so that was another bad thing. And another one was I let my... I don't know. I got... I got judgy again. And today I got judgy because I wanted to watch the AEW pay-per-view. And Emily came over. And Emily... Emily doesn't like wrestling. And I should know that at this point. But I always try to bring her in so I could show her these things I love and these things that I like. But at this point, it shouldn't surprise me when she doesn't pay attention, but it still irks me. I didn't say anything today, so at least that's one thing I did today to help myself was not say anything. But it still kind of bugged me of like, I invited you to come watch wrestling, but instead you're on your phone or you're talking to dad. That was what got me at first. The beginning of the show, uh, her and my dad were just like, talking about homes and home renovation for a very lengthy amount of time. And I'm like, guys... The young bucks are facing off against Santana and Ortiz. Come on, please, please help me, because I'm—I also have a brain that's like, have you—if you've ever seen the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock film, the scene where they're in the restaurant and he starts freaking out because he can start hearing every conversation around him at once, and it's such analysis overload, and it freaks him out. That's what it's like when people start talking around me—is I can't help but pay attention to them because and and it sucks because if I'm in public it's technically eavesdropping but yeah I don't know it's hard for me to focus in on one thing if something else is going on in front of me so yeah I got too judgy and I need to work on that because I shouldn't expect Emily to like all the things I like even if I think like hey you need to check this out and she doesn't like it that's not on me and it shouldn't affect me as much as it does but pro wrestling is like a big part of my life and it it's something that I, I wish Emily could get into, but she can't. It's not her thing, and that's perfectly fine. I still love her more than anything in this world. So now what did I do today that's awesome? And today I finally did it, y'all. I deleted Deal Dash from my phone. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I I've been wanting to re-download it. I've been wanting to jump back on and check out what deals are going on, check out what pins I could get. But I spent all my bids. I said, I'm not spending any more money on bids. I And I just ended up with zero bids. And I said, okay, the app is gone. And I deleted it. And those little twinges of addiction are still playing in my ears. But luckily, I've got other vices to hold them at bay for right now. But, yeah, it's weird just cold turkey. It's, it's weird getting an addiction that fast. Because I downloaded it on, what, like Monday? And then by yesterday, I was just staring at my phone constantly, like watching the timer click, kick down and being like, come on, come on, come on. I got to have these pins. I got to get the pins, baby. And yeah, it was weird watching an addiction develop super quickly and then immediately recognizing that and, get, and getting rid of it. Because the worst part about Deal Dash is it addicts you to looking at that timer ticking down and being like, did I get it? Did I get it? Oh, no, I didn't get it. I have to add more bids. And then you see the timer ticking down. And then one day I just kind of looked and I realized like, oh, that's just ticking down minutes of my life that I won't get back anymore, you know? So these are moments that I'm not enjoying. It's just moments where I'm staring at my phone hoping to get a new set of pens. And yeah, I don't need that in my life right now. I really don't. I don't need that extra stress in my life. And that extra expense of money. So, yeah, I got rid of it. I got rid of an addiction. Now to work on the other ones, like junk food and alcohol. Although those are much more long-standing than the five days on Deal Dash. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how I helped myself today. Let me know how y'all helped yourself today. Because it's the end of the week, which means we've done, what, like seven episodes now? It's insanity. I didn't think I'd be able to make it this long and at least still have fresh new things but that's what life is you get a fresh new thing every single day a fresh new opportunity and seize your opportunity every single day and i will see you guys tomorrow next week. man life moves pretty fast if you don't stop and look around once in a while you just might miss it the wise words of one Ferris Bueller definitely rang true this week because y'all this week went by super fast and it absolutely sucked. I mean I do, like I said last week, I did still put in those placeholders that made me realize, like, oh yeah, that Bianca Del Rio show that seemed like so long ago, that was that was last week, and like the AEW pay-per-view seemed really far away, and as I record this, it was literally last night, y'all. But still, The week seemed like it went by way too fast. And I didn't like that. Because, like... Like I said in the open, this is my life. I don't want it to go by fast. I want it to go super slow. But I've seen people online even say, like, the first nine months of 2019 seemed like seven years. The last mo- the last three months are starting to feel like two weeks. And it's really true. These last few months have gone by super fast. And I don't know. Part of me is, like, good because, like... I don't have anything super cool coming up except for, like, Christmas and getting to give gifts. But other than that, there's not, like, a a big conference I'm getting to go to. There's nothing I'm really... I think the next thing I have is podcast movement in February, I think it is. So, yeah, it's really weird being in this state of, like, you've got a long time until your next super cool thing happens. But, you know, just live your life. And, you know, part of me wants it to go by fast, but the other part of me is like, that's still three months of my life. That's still a very important part of my life, and I need to live it, so yeah. It always sucks when weeks move by fast. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember remember to support the show that you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's where you can donate for the entire BS network. You get shouted out on the show of your choice. If you want to get shouted out on me again after you bid or after you bid. Wow, Deal Dash infected my mind. I just said, once you bid on a load of BS. Okay. Once you donate to a load of BS, I will send you a personalized message and I'll ask you what show and just respond with me again. I'd shut you out here. You get access to a exclusive show no one else gets access to called You Paid for This, where me and Blake watch terrible movies. I'm going to force him to watch later the Cable Guy this month, whether he likes it or not, and you get a lot of other awesome perks over there at patreon.com slash BS and also pick up some merch at merch.loadedpurebs.com. It all goes to support me. Well, a little bit's taken out because the printers have to have a cut for all their labor, but after that, everything goes straight to me, because I design every shirt that goes on the website, and every shirt that goes on your body, every cup that goes in your hand, every hat that goes on your head, it's all designed by me. So, it would be supporting me, it'd be supporting me again directly if you go to merch.loadupurebs.com and pick you up something awesome. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember to send me any questions, any comments, any advice, on Twitter at Scottie Mo. and until Until next time, don't forget to be awesome, and I won't forget to be me again.